whoever wins the World Cup, you're just going to have an amazing time. Not all teams can get the victory. What sort of a position women's football holds inside the halls of power of FIFA? I wish I could go to Australia because I know it's going to be fantastic. The ticket. Reflections. Hello and welcome to the Ticket to the Cup podcast. I'm David Mark. I'm in Tamika Makoro, Auckland with New Zealand sports journalist Ash Tullock. And Ash, we're getting super excited. Tonight is the first of the Women's World Cup semi-finals between Spain and Sweden, two very good teams. It almost feels like this match was kind of predestined. What do you think? Yeah, I absolutely agree. And now that we are here, I'm just so excited that we're finally able to sort of see this very last game in New Zealand. It's kind of it's sad, actually. It's sad that we're here. Um, but they're two phenomenal teams with two very different styles of football. I think that clash of styles is going to be what's interesting. So let's break it down a bit. You mentioned the um, different styles. We'll start with Sweden. They went through this World Cup really impressively. They've won four games, uh, one draw, so no losses. That one draw was nil all against the United States in the round of 16, which, of course, they won on penalties. But if we look at their strengths, they're very physical. They've got an all-round game, and they're great from set pieces. They've got Amanda Illestet, the centre-back, who scored four goals, two from a couple of headers. She's lethal. Where do you think, is that how you see their strengths? Yep, I totally agree. The one thing you've, the one person you've missed is my oh, my yeah. favourite athlete from the Swedish team, uh, Zerkia Mursvik. She is their goalie. I just think she has been one of the standout performers for me. Um, you know, you do as a goalie, your job is to stop the goals from going in, and I just think she's done a wonderful job of of doing that. Um, I believe they've conceded just two goals, and it, uh, these guys are just. As you say, they're clinical across the whole field and that is going to be really tricky for Spain to, to get their head around because I think the Swedish are just playing in a way where they're, you know, they're kind of above and beyond everyone yeah. else. They just have not had a game where you watch and think, oh, oh, what's going on there? They just seem like they want it and they're thinking smart, they're playing with their head, they're playing with their feet and uh, yeah, I, I, I think you could be onto something with these guys. <laughs> I think perhaps the only time we saw some weakness was probably in the last 10 or 15 minutes of that quarterfinal against Japan where Japan got a goal and they got a run on and we started to see Sweden just panic a little bit, kick the ball out you know, rather than try to play it out of the defence and so on. But for me, that's been, it was only that 10 or 15 minutes, that's been the only time in the tournament that they looked vulnerable when Japan was just throwing everything at them. Yeah, they got a little bit rattled and that was the point where Japan really did arrive, you know. It was as if Japan realised at the last minute, oh my God, we can still win this, but it was just all little, too little, too late. Uh, and I, it's going to be interesting how this game starts, I think. Who sets the tone? Uh, I think the Swedish have more of a cool, calm head. Um, I think if the Spanish are allowed to sort of play their way, uh, that, that's what's going to be dangerous. But I just think the Swedish have an ability to adapt that I don't know that the Spanish quite do. The Japan game was a great warm-up for Sweden too because Japan are not dissimilar to Spain. They're an excellent passing team. They're very fast. Maybe not quite the same sort of skills, but, but not at all dissimilar. Do you think that's going to help Sweden? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that, that Japan game, I think, for most of us is sort of haunting Spain a little bit because they got over that hump. They've obviously got to this point. But it does make you think there's a weakness there that if they are 
if, a, if another team, if a team like Japan, can sort of pick holes in their defence, they can and they will, and Sweden are going to capitalise on that. So we're talking about the game where Spain was beaten 4-0 by Japan. It was in the pool stages. Japan played a really interesting game. They just sat back. They gave Sweden about 70% of possession to just tick-a-tack it around, as Spain will do. But the moment um, Japan got the ball, there was a chance for a break. They went for it and they scored. I don't think Sweden's going to do that. The, the, the coach yesterday intimated that they're going to press a bit higher on Spain. They're not going to sit back. They're going to take the game to Spain. And we, as we've seen with Sweden, they're very physical. They'll, they'll knock you over if, you, if they get a chance. Yeah, exactly. I would say that that physicality is going to be quite matched by the Spanish, mm. though. I think there's a fearlessness from, from the Spanish. They've never been in this position before. This is the furthest that they've ever got uh, in a FIFA Women's World Cup. Right. So there's a, there's a certain hunger there, I think for them. Sweden have, have played in this sort of in this sort of football before. Uh, I believe it was 2003 against Germany, yeah. right? They made the final, but they lost 2-1. Yeah, so, you know, I, I can't imagine that there are players <laughs> who are still playing um, that were part of that side. But at the end of the day, these guys have been in five World Cup semis. They know how to play uh, finals football. And so... Do they have the edge? Probably. I don't like to admit that because I, I love my time living in Spain. <laughs> but I think, you know, the, it speaks for themselves how they've played so far this tournament. I mean, you talk about hunger, but I think Sweden is going to be just as hungry because, you know, they get a chance to win their first ever World Cup, which would be something for them. We've spoken a lot about Sweden and their strengths, but look, Spain, oh my God, they are the most skillful team in the competition with the ball at their feet and their passing game is amazing. If you give space, they will cut you up. Yeah, and they're quick, and I just, I think when they're allowed to play the style that they play, they are unstoppable. But it's a matter if they can be smothered, if Sweden can kind of knock that confidence out of them early, almost. Um, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see who can get the first goal and sort of lay down some groundwork. I really do. I, we actually haven't had a penalty shootout at Eden Park, and no. in a way, I'd love to see one. But <laughs> no, at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, we're all haunted by the by the Australian um, incredible one. My gosh, I haven't gotten over that shootout yet. I don't think I ever will. Um, but you know, there's a part of me that selfishly would love to have a shootout at Eden Park. But at the same time. You know, I think when they do go to shootouts, you do feel a little bit bitter because you just think, it's, is it a true representation of how the teams play? I mean, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. So I think at the end of the day, most, most of us would probably rather see them finish the game at the end of the game <laughs> without going to a shootout. Yeah. But, um, but let's, let's see. Time yeah, absolutely. They've got Bonmati, uh, central midfielder, who's just amazing with the ball at her feet on her left foot. Uh, Gonzalez, the striker, she can create opportunities out of anything. So they, can, they definitely can score goals. They've got 15 for the competition against Sweden's 11. But it is that, that potential weakness. They've conceded six goals, obviously four in one game, as opposed to two for to Sweden. So yeah. I think that's potentially where the difference lies. But... The Swedish coach was very interesting at the press conferences yesterday, saying, look, we just have to see how the match starts to play out. We're not, you know, they're obviously going with the plan A, B and C, but, you know, the tenor of the match is set early and I think Sweden is prepared to say, well, what, what is Spain going to do and mm. then adjust to that? Yeah, I mean, it's all good and well to have a plan, but if you can't adjust, then you're, you're yeah... You're up, up a creek without a paddle or whatever they say. But I, uh, it, 
it's just going to be exciting to see who can adapt the best. But it's also interesting because most of the most uh, of the players we've seen are fit and healthy and haven't picked up injuries, and that makes a big difference, doesn't it? It does. They've basically got full squads to choose from, or at least that was uh, what the. <laughs> the coaches said yesterday, so we'll see if that's true. The other factor is going to be the crowd. Um, you know, Spain and Sweden have got supporters here in New Zealand, but probably pretty equal numbers. But then there's a neutral crowd. I mean, the crowds at Eden Park have been amazing. They've broken the record here three times for football matches at Eden Park. And I think you think there's going to be another record crowd tonight, which would be more than 43,000 people. Yeah, I'm banking on it. I feel like this country has really got behind this tournament in a way that honestly I think it, everyone hoped that they would get yeah. behind it but I really do think people are super 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 excited um, you know I've spoken to so many people who were up very late the other night <laughs> watching yes. the Australian shootout and actually I did want to give you some feedback on this because you asked me a few weeks ago if New Zealanders would be supporting the Tillies and it's amazing to me how everyone is so excited about them. And I, I wouldn't expect anything different, but, you know, I, I was at a, an event last night where we were celebrating women in sport, um, lots of in, interesting people there, including our former Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, and, and we, were, we were saying, you know, yes, we all, they were saying, um, the, you know, and the crowd was agreeing that we are supporting Australia, you know, New Zealand aren't in this, but this is great for football, this is great for our part of the world, and, I mean, if, you, if you're not on board, see you later because we don't have time for it you know this this has been an amazing world cup and i am bitter that this is the end for us in new zealand you know it's it's gonna it's been amazing isn't it it's been fantastic i think yeah the new zealanders have really embraced it particularly those crowds at the big venues like eden park and wellington and the, the last match with 43,000 people watching Japan and Sweden was something else. But we've got one more. It's in store for us tonight. I think it's going to be a, a brilliant match, and it is probably the best way for New Zealand to send off this World Cup. Yep, and it's going to be a doozy because everyone over on the other side of the world, all the Swedish fans and the Spanish fans, are going to have to get up a little bit earlier to make sure that they're watching. And I hope they do. I hope they really do. I'm sure they are because this has been a sensational tournament, and these women deserve all the respect and all the kudos in the world. Absolutely. Ash, thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you.